Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Evelyn Kelly from Orphan Drug Consulting has been shortlisted in the emerging category of this year's EY Entrepreneur of the Year programme. Operating in the ever-evolving biotech environment, the company needs to quickly adapt to both the needs of its clients and emerging trends in the healthcare treatment space. Evelyn joins us now to tell us exactly how they go about it. Evelyn, maybe you could start the interview by providing us with an insight into your own background. Good morning, Carl. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. So I'm a pharmacist by training. So uh, from Carlow originally, so it was brought up there and qualified as a pharmacist in Aberdeen. Um, and I came home and worked in community pharmacy for a number of years in, in the Wexford and Carlow region, actually, before I moved into the industry. So I started out my career in industry um, with United Drug. Uh, then I moved to Charlotte Pharmaceuticals. And my last role in the industry was supporting rest of world supply chain and compliance um, for PTC Therapeutics. It's a small biotech um, in Dublin. And Evelyn, I do believe that healthcare was in your blood. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, my mum, Mary Kelly, is the public health nurse in Clenroach in County Wexford, so for sure, yes. So how did you identify a gap in the market for orphan drug consulting? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was working um, in Shire and PTC Therapeutics, you know, when we were working in these um, companies that you're really trying to get rare disease products, which is what we focus on, so products for, for illnesses that are not very common in the population. So it's small volume products that we're looking at. Um, so when you're looking at that, you're really trying to get products on the market as quickly as possible. And particularly in the case when I work for PTC Therapeutics and working with my colleagues across compliance and um, other areas, we really were trying to get the product launched as quickly as we could. Um, and that product was for an illness called Duchenne muscular dystrophy which is a fatal muscular wasting disease in boys. So we were really trying to get that medicine um, to the patients as quickly as possible. And I found very much that there was a gap where um, I was hiring in consultants to support me in the different aspects that I needed support in from a supply chain perspective. But, you know, when I was looking at what I needed, I would ask a question, well, what's the best distribution pathway? What's the best manufacturer? But that answer then often, you know, wouldn't necessarily incorporate in the quality assurance aspects that I would need to consider or the regulatory aspects or the the tax aspects that I would need to consider. So that's really where I saw a gap in the market. And I just thought, you know, this is something that I can do. This is something I can start. And with my background in both quality assurance and supply chain, I started up Orphan Drug Consulting. And here we are five years later. So you've been highly successful over the past five years. But how did you achieve that success? I think um, with, with what we do and what we offer, um, you know, it really has supported our clients, which are typically smaller biotechs initially, um, in launching their products quicker to a rest of world market. So um, it would have been initially a lot of U.S. companies that were coming to launch in, in Europe. The fact that we were headquartered in Ireland supported that also, where they also set up their offices in Ireland. And then we launched the products and supported them from a European perspective. And then as the business grew, you know, um, word of mouth grew, um, our reputation grew, our ability to support product um, getting to the market quicker from a technical perspective. You know, we had a lot of other companies approach us as well, more European companies looking at rest of the world. And we have experience and expertise on the team, you know, across all markets. We've launched in over 70 markets globally across the team. And then in the last couple of years, of course, really what... Um, accelerators moving out of rare diseases into non-rare disease products also was 
the vaccine development and the interest and the need for vaccines. So we very much supported a lot of the vaccine um, operational setup for a number of companies in the last couple of years also. So yeah, it just went from there, Carol. Evelyn, when I'm thinking about new drug development, I'm thinking about scientific aspects, the clinical aspect, the funding, and then the technical services. So you come in at the technical point. At what stage in the development of a new drug does that happen at? And then what's the full range of services that you provide? Absolutely. So um, from my perspective, the earlier that we come into the process, the better. So if you think about a pharmaceutical company and a small product, a product and how it starts up in a small company, there's somebody that's an expert in the science. And then you have somebody that's an expert in understanding how that um, product will work on the body, so on the clinical aspects. And they're the person that sets up the clinical trials and oversees that. And then obviously, in order to complete that work, you need funding. So there's somebody that's an expert in, in receiving that funding. What we do then is we come in and we manage aspects like the supply chain, you know, understanding how you distribute the product through trial and through commercial, how you make it, how you manufacture the product, the best way to manufacture it, what sort of packaging it needs, you know, and making sure all of that is in compliance with what it says in the protocols and, and the market authorization and in the licenses that you need in this highly regulated environment to get this medicine to patients. Um, we also support a lot of the customs aspects, the VAT aspects as well, um, and, and, you know, support a lot of the artwork. If you look at a pharmaceutical pack, you'd be amazed um, about the level of technical um, detail that goes into what appears on your pack, the branding of it. There's requirements around Braille, there's requirements around readability, which means that, you know, somebody has to be able to pick up the patient information leaflet and read it in layman's terms. So all those aspects are what we support. Where do you see the challenges for your clients when transitioning from the clinical to the commercial environment? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the challenges I see are, are, are ones that have been there for a while. So um, reimbursement for these products can be a challenge for our clients, you know, and making sure that my job then is to make sure that there's continuity of supply and making sure that the patients still keep access to the medicine. Even as these negotiations are ongoing, we, we don't get involved. We're not involved in that. My job is supply. My job is to making sure our patients receive it. So when they're coming off clinical trial, that there's no interruption of their treatment, particularly if it's been beneficial. We work with a lot of pediatric um, conditions, and that's really critical when you're looking at those when they're for when they're for children as well. Um, and I think really where the challenges are in supply is you don't really know what's going to come up short next. So trying to keep um, you know trying to keep a, a, ahead of that for our clients, trying to make sure that the inventory increases are are kept and even increased at this stage as well, and and making sure there is sufficient inventory of components and products. Because, you know, at the moment in, in the world, you know, <laughs> anything can happen, as we know, Carl. You know, there's a war in certain areas where we're still not over the pandemic. You know, there's still a lot of people need access to medicines. So we're really working and, and things are busier than ever. People are very interested in their health now, in their health now, excuse me. Um, they really understand the framework around regulations now. They're asking a lot of questions and they really want access to medicine. And I do notice and increased um, interest and awareness and demand for that. And we're just trying to keep up with that demand at the moment and make sure that we support our clients to give, give their patients access to medicines. And Evelyn, when you're approached by a client that wants some assistance in relation to arranging a manufacturer for their product or indeed a distributor for it, what process do yeah. you go through? Yeah, well, first of all, we need to establish what exactly the client wants. So often you have to work with the client to really help them understand 
the regulations and the framework um, that they're that they're looking to go into. So, you know, it could be a US client that wants to manufacture for their rest of world supply in Europe. You know, their their supply chain is important. Like, where is what's called the active pharmaceutical ingredient, which is the active ingredient in medicines, is about four or five steps to the production of the medicine that you receive in your hand. So, understanding where that initial supply is coming from as well. We look at all those aspects. We look at the volume, which is patient-driven, how much medicine they're going to need, what type of product it is. Often in some of these instances that I'm working in, um, there's a very limited selection of manufacturers and distributors that are available for um, our clients, particularly when you're looking at certain storage conditions or certain manufacturing techniques. And of course, there is a rising trend in relation to the growth in personalised treatment for rare diseases, isn't there? Yes, very much so. It's very much the new thing I'm very excited about that. I'm just working at the moment on on one medicine and it's really exciting about how patients will be cured. Um, And, you know, these are curative treatments that are coming into the market in the next number of years. Um, Very difficult because you obviously have to receive, um, you know, you have to receive DNA, blood, different aspects for the patient. Then you have to bring that DNA to the manufacturing site. You have to manufacture it. You have to release it. And then you have to get it back to the patient all within a very strict time frame and under, you know, um, highly regulated transport and distribution conditions. And it's a big investment for the patient. So in one of the products I'm looking at, we're supporting at the moment, it's about a 12-month time frame for the patient by the time they give the blood to, to, the, to my client and then they come back and then they essentially undergo chemotherapy where their red blood cells are destroyed and then they're regenerated with this treatment. So when you think about the commitment to the patient, we can't get it wrong. Um, And really getting that, you know, looking at the legislation that's required, looking at the framework, the manufacturers, and there's very limited um, manufacturers that can support this particular type of um, technology actually at the moment. It is growing, but and it's growing in line with the needs of the patients and the needs with what's coming out and the technology that's coming from the companies. But, you know, working with those manufacturers and that supply chain to get it to the patient is it's very exciting, but it's very challenging as well. And we're, we're involved in that and supporting a lot of that mapping out of those supply chains at the moment and really planning for success, Carol, that we'll get this medicine to patients quickly. Now, you were recently nominated in the emerging category of the EY Entrepreneur of the Year programme. Firstly, Evelyn, why did you enter this competition? And secondly, what are your hopes for the programme? Absolutely. I mean, the Ernest & Young Entrepreneur of the Year programme, it's such an honour and privilege to be selected as a finalist for the programme. Um, and I'd like to thank um, the Ernest and Young for this opportunity. It's it's just so amazing. I I entered because it, it was it's such an amazing opportunity and program is fantastic. Um, and it's it's not a competition. You know when you're when you enter and you become a finalist, you really enter into um, you know different events. We we had we had a meet the finalist um, day um, in Dublin a couple of weeks ago, and it was just brilliant to meet both the finalists in this year, but also the alumni of previous years to listen to these people and hear their stories and, and the support and the inspiration, you know, that I've already received a couple of weeks in is incredible. We are also um, invited on a CEO retreat, um, which is taking place in Texas this year. Um, and that's a week really where you're immersed in kind of best practices of business. Um, and, you know, there's a wide range of people travel with the finalists. It's not just the finalists, but alumni come along as well. And to be part of, um, you know, that group of people 
to to have that kind of interaction with with business people in Ireland. It's just a fantastic opportunity. Um, and you know, my hopes for the program. It's not just the program for this year. I want to be a part of this. Um, you know, um, lifelong. And Evelyn, finally this morning, if anyone is listening that's interested in exploring opportunities in the biotech space, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the the advice I would have is go for it. It's such a fantastic industry to work in. I would encourage, you know, anyone who has an interest in working in the area, be it, you know, via an employee role or via an entrepreneur role, if somebody has an idea that they're they're looking to, you know, uh, expand on, you know, there's lots of support available, particularly in Ireland. Ireland is one of the best countries globally for, you know, supporting biotech. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Evelyn Kelly from Orphan Drug Consulting. And I wish the company continued success on its path to future growth. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.